Hello again, Team 8 and 9, and it's the last day of term today, Thursday of Term 1, Week 11. It's Holy Thursday today, tomorrow's Good Friday, and then you have Easter weekend coming up. So those of you who have been listening to these podcasts and doing all the work, well done. You've been working really, really hard. And we're going to be looking at our CAPS Community and Family Studies lesson today for Thursday. So if you can go to that page and we can get started. So if you look at that first page, again, you have the same flower to do with well-being and the same uh, spiel over there about what the flower means and what well-being is around about. So go to the next page and it says needs and wants. Defining needs and wants. So what is a need and what is a want? What's the difference? So it says needs can be defined as things that are vital to sustain our life. That is, those things we require to survive and to be physically and mentally healthy, such as food, safety, love, and acceptance. So those are things that we need in our life. Everybody needs those things. Then we go to wants. So wants are preferences or desires, things we would like to have, but do not really need to survive or maintain good health, such as a car, television, and money. When our needs are satisfied, we are more likely to be able to access the things that we want. So for example, we need to have food. That's a need. If we don't have food, we die. But a want would be, ah, I want chocolate. So we already have our meal of a chicken and rice, for example, roast chicken and rice, but we want a chocolate. We can survive without chocolate, but not without the chicken and rice, for example. So take a look at activity eight. We want to see the difference between needs and wants. So next to each thing, you have to circle whether you think uh, it is a need or a want. Well, let's take a look. Safety and security. Is that a need? or something that you want. Being in a long-term relationship, is it something you need or something that you want? Traveling overseas, housing, access to services. So these services could be, for example, uh, hospital, doctors, those kinds of things. Having private health insurance as opposed to public health insurance. Education, health, getting a high paying job, owning your own car or house, financial support, sense of identity, employment, going to university or TAFE, self-esteem. And that's it for today's CAFS lesson. Please listen to the next lesson for the day. Hello again, Team 8 and 9. We're going to take a look at Maths for Wednesday, Term 1, Week 11. So we're building on the lessons we've been doing about simple interest. And today we're looking at how we can put this in a graph. Uh, Sometimes it's much easier to see information in a graph. And when you want to see how your interest is growing or your investment is growing, it makes it much easier if we look at a graph to see how it's growing. 
So let's take a look at how we can put our information into a graph. It says graphing simple interest. Suppose $1,000 is invested at 6% per annum. Each year, $60 in interest is earned. So of course we can work out, we work out that 6% on $1,000 is $60. So every year you're getting an extra $60 on what you've invested. So this is shown in the table. So you can see term, which is T, and it's for years. Our term is for one year every time because it's per annum. The first year, our interest is $60. After two years, our interest is now $120. After three years, $180, and so on. Four years, $240. Five years, we're doing five times 60, $300, and so on. By the end of eight years, you will have earned an extra $480 on the $1,000 you have invested. <coughs> so we're looking at, <coughs> sorry, we're looking at the graph and we can see at the graph there, the X and the Y, how much we have made in eight years. So let's read what it says. It says the graph is a linear function in the form y equals mx plus c, where m is the gradient and c is the y-intercept. Instead of x and y, we have t and i. So x would be what it is at the bottom, the term in years, and i would be horizontally to the left, where it's how much interest is earned. <coughs> And it says also, since the interest earned is $60 each year, the gradient is 60. So it's going up in 60s. You can see first it's 60, then 120, then 180, and so on. The line passes through zero and zero. So the y-intercept is zero. So you can see over there, we start at a zero and then the line goes up. It says the equation of the line is I equals 60T. So basically the interest is 60 times the time, the term. So 60 times one for the first year, 60 times two for the next year. Then we've got 60 times three, which goes up to 180, 60 times four, and so on. So every time we've got our interest, which equals 60 times the term. Okay, so you have an example, example seven. It says, use the graph above to estimate the simple interest earned after six and a half years. So there are solutions at the bottom, but I'd like you to try and think about that first. So how much for six years? We know in one year it's $60. So how would you find out how much in six years? You would say 60 times six, <clears throat> but then it has a half a year as well. So how many dollars would be earned in half a year? That would be half of 60, which is 30. So you could either say 60 times 6.5, or you could say 60 times 6, which is 360, and add 30 onto that. 
So your answer for that is 390. The second question there, how long it will take to earn $210 in interest? So it says you need to estimate. So again, in your head, you can say, well, 21 divided by 6, for example. Or you can say to yourself, well, how many times does 6 go into 21? And we know that it goes about three times and some left over. So the estimate is about three and a half years. B, what does the gradient of the graph represent? So we take a look up on the top again. And it says on the side that the gradient is 60. So if the gradient is 60 and we know that 60 is the interest, we understand then that the gradient of the line gives the interest earned each year. And then C, what is indicated by the line passing through the origin? So that blue line starting from the zero going all the way up, what does it represent? So we know that when no time has elapsed, when it's on zero, then no interest has been earned. But after some time, you get interest. So after a year, for example, you will get a certain amount of interest. So when no time has elapsed, when it's just passing through the origin, no interest is earned. Okay, hopefully you were able to understand some things there. So let's go to the next page where you've got exercise F1.1.1.C. .1 .1 .C. It says complete all exercises on your own lined A4 paper, labeling each question clearly. So you could do this inside your workbook. Use a simple interest graph drawn on page 12 to estimate the interest earned when $1,000 is invested at 6% per annum. And then it tells you for the years. So take a look at that. You can look at the graph that we just had on the previous page with the examples. It says you need to estimate the interest earned after two and a half years, four and a half years and 6.75 years. So you're going to use the information on that graph and just say every time how much interest you'll earn. We know that it's $60 per annum. So try and work out for each of those. Just an estimate. Estimate means just do, trying to do it in your head. So it's approximately the answer. If you are $10 off or $20 off, it's not too bad. If you're hundreds of dollars off, then it's not correct. Let's go to number two now. It says use the simple interest graph drawn on page 12 to estimate the term of investment when $1,000 invested at 6% per annum earns. So it says $510. So again, look at the graph that we were using. And it says you have to estimate the term of investment. In other, way, in other words, invest 
um, you have to guess approximately how long it will take to earn a certain amount of money. So $510, about how long will it take to earn that? So take a look at the graph and go to, well, $510 would be more than the eight years, wouldn't it? Because it's not on there. So we know that it goes to 480 and eight years. So about how long do you think it would take to earn $510? For B, you've got $350. So go, what, what is closest to $350 on the interest side? You've got 300, 360. So 360 is very close to that. So on the 360, let your finger draw, join up with the blue line and then look at the bottom, how many years that is and that should give you an estimate and do the same with 210. Okay, number three, and remember to just pause all of these in between to be able to do the exercises. Just pause my voice. Number three, when $600 is invested, at 5% per annum, interest for a number of years, the following interest is earned. Okay, so for this one, you need to find out how much it is per annum. They've done the first one for you. Over here it says then that 5% on $600 is $30, all right? So the second year, you would have earned $60 altogether. And then the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seven, eight. You've got to fill that in. So obviously you're going up in $30 each time. So you can say one times 30 is 30, two times 30 is 60, three times 30 is, four times 30 is, five times 30 is, and so on. So that would be A, completing the table. B is on the grid provided on the following page. So on the next page, there's a grid. Draw a simple interest graph of the interest earned. So you're going to draw a graph just like the one example we had with a blue line going through there. So basically you're gonna be drawing a line through, you'll be starting at zero, of course. You'll be going up in the years till the eighth year on the graph, and you'll be going up in 30s. So they've got it in 50s there. You will have to perhaps put where the 30 would be each time and go up with that. So if you count, how many squares do we have? One, two, three, four, five till we get to 50, meaning that each square is worth how much? 10. So you would probably have the first after the third square would be 30 then the square after the 50 would be 60 and you write 60 and so on. And then you'd be able to draw the line. So just try your best with that one. Number four. Number four. It says the table below shows the interest earned on an investment over a number of years. So we can see in the first year, we earned $40, second year 80 and so on. Draw a graph for this table of values using the grid on the following page. So again, you have the grid on the next page where you're gonna draw the graph. 
then what interest would be earned in three and a half years? So you can look at the example we did, example seven, and it was mm, number one, A1, where it showed you um, how to find the interest for six and a half years. So how would you find the interest over here for how many years is it? Let me see. Three and a half years. So I guess we'll see how much in three years and then a half year on that. And see how long would it take to earn $100? So again, that's about estimating approximately. Number five, why do you think all simple interest graphs will pass through the origin? Which the origin is the zero. Why does it always pass through there? And six, what determines the gradient of a simple interest graph? So that's uh, looking at the example again. Okay, look at the example seven that we discussed in the beginning about the gradient and about the origin, what it means. Okay, good luck with that one. You'll have to spend a bit of time on that, but just persevere, try your best. And um, I hope that you do well on it. Hello again, team eight and nine. And we're looking at visual design for Wednesday, term one, week 11. So what is the visual design process diary? VDPD. The whole point of learning to design is to learn how to work your way through a problem to get the best possible results. We spoke about this yesterday. Your first idea may not be your best idea. We also spoke about that yesterday. So again, it just goes through the fact that during this course, you're going to have some problems and brainstorming that you have to do. And it's a good idea to have a diary to keep the notes of what you've been working on, all the ideas you've had and so on. So I hope you did that yesterday and you'll continue doing that throughout the course. So for today's brief, where it says Wednesday's design brief, it says this is a continuation of the introduction on Monday. Please refer to the information presented on Monday and Tuesday. Please use the workbook provided and color pencils. So you have your color pencils and you have a workbook that you can work in but you also have some blank pages in this pack that you can use. Remember that your VDPD is your visual design process diary. Now, this time you've got some questions to answer. It says, on the next page in your visual design process diary, create a title page reflecting the theme body art. Okay, so in your diary, you need to write body art on the top of the page. Then, exercise 1.2. Define the following body art terminology and include an image of each. So, body painting. Now when it says include an image of each, if you want to, you can go to Google Classrooms and find some images online and post that. Okay, you can post those as things that you've done. Otherwise, you can 
Sorry, something funny is going on with my phone right now. Okay, I think I fixed it. Sorry about that. So, otherwise, uh, you can just draw pictures of them. So, it wants body painting, tattooing, shaping, scarring, piercing, performance. These are things we looked at. Then label each image with type of body art, source of the image and the date accessed, aspects of the body art that you like or dislike. So, of course, if you, it's a bit hard to draw these things, but if you have saved them on your computer, you just need to write underneath what they are. Another suggestion would be for you to actually um, do it in a Word document or Google Docs where you open up a new document, say, put the title as body art, save it as body art, and then find these pictures, copy them, paste the picture in the documents, Word document or Google document, and then label it as body painting or tattooing and so on. If you have any problems with doing that because you can't remember how to do it, try and find it first by Googling. So, for example, in the Google thing, you can say how to copy and paste a picture or an image from the internet. Okay? If you still can't get it, get in touch with me and I'll take you through it. But I know that most of you know how to do that already because we've done it in class. Okay. Then, exercise 1.3. For each image you have collected in exercise 1.2, draw a section of it as a simple sign or symbol. Have a look at page 10. An example has been done for you. So, for example, take a look at the next page. There are quite unusual designs over here. It's a tattoo. It looks like some kind of tribal tattoos. But you only need to choose a little section of it to draw so as you can see the face has been drawn with eyes and a nose so just all you have to do is draw a little section of each exercise 1.4 copy your chosen design brief into your vdpd so which did you choose to do which design brief did you choose to do um, for that, I guess you'd have to look at yesterday. So I'm just going to yesterday's visual arts. You can have a look at that. So if you have a look at that, you've got design brief two, three, or four. You could choose which one to do. Um, I guess the one that would be um, easier for, to do, for you to do at this point in time because you're at home would be design two or design three. But if you don't have access to henna, again, you'd have to use a felt tip pen or something like that. Design four, I'd be very happy to see uh, a performance, but you would have to make sure you can record it and probably upload it in a different way. So I'd say design two or three, those briefs would be the least complicated to do at this point in time. So that is our lesson on visual design for today. Enjoy. I love art and I think it's a great way to express yourself. So please 
use your imagination and use your artistic talents.